Working in PD Retail. From Sephora to Ulta, department stores, and everything beyond and in between. Many of us have lived it, some of us have survived it. Let's explore the highs, lows, midpoints, and more. This is Butaku. Thank you so much for joining us here on Butaku today. We have a lot to cover. First, I want to talk about how we got our jobs in the beauty industry. So Ashley and I will talk a little bit about our personal experiences and what we did to get our jobs. A young cheetah, like baby cheetah, you can think like... (laughs) Can we have a pause moment? Baby cheetah, like I saw that totally (laughs) different because I'm like, I understand like you and I know what you look like, but this small baby like animal just really appeared in my mind. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) shut up. (laughs) Okay, by baby, I mean like in her early 20s cheetah okay that's that's baby um so it's so funny I remember like growing up I always loved makeup I used to watch my mom play with makeup and when I was in college the college that I went to they had a fashion show and they were like we need makeup artists like come with your portfolio and I was super ambitious at the time I had never done anyone else's makeup before but I watched a lot of YouTube videos and you know I would put makeup on myself so I was like, all right, whatever. I'm going to go and sign up to be the makeup artist in this. Of course, I didn't get anything because I came, I went there empty. So, so two years later, my friend uh, starts working at this mall and she's like, hey, you should apply for a job there so we can, you know, hang out together because she was going to be a hairstylist and I, again, wanted to be a makeup artist. So I was like, all right, I'll do it. So that same day, I actually applied to Mac and I applied to Sephora. And I was super nervous because, again, I had never applied makeup on anyone else but myself. But I had done a lot of looks on myself. So I applied and a week later, Sephora called me and they're like, okay, we want you to come work here. And I I was super happy, excited. I didn't think I was going to get in. But the thing I knew about me is that very ambitious. Like, I learned Mm -hmm. very fast. So You are. You're super ambitious. You know, I was like, I I can learn as I work here. And and that's the thing. Like, back then, Sephora looks for customers. Nowadays, Mm -hmm. they want you to have some background in makeup but a lot of it was like customer experience uh heavy you know I think that's a good point too to bring up uh like I want a lot of people especially you know I mean the ones who've already worked in the retail side of the biz and the ones who really want to kind of get their foot in the door on this side like having that customer service background like I tell people I mean when I first started I only had like one beauty job on my resume at the time um I was in school and everything else was me working at like, you know, customer service jobs. So I tell people, you know, anything you've worked, if you worked at an old Navy or if you've worked, you know, at the pretzel place in the mall, like pretty much anything, having that customer service background, um, being able to talk to people, selling, like that is like your big points, I would say, especially from an employer standpoint, especially me now, hindsight 2020, where I've had um, like executive positions and I've had to hire people. Like it's a good, good thing. And I tell people, don't worry. Like, 
like, oh, I've never done really makeup. No, like totally jump into it. Like if you really, you know, you have that passion, that's the super important part. Your customer service, everything you had in the background, I think is really going to take you. And I, like, and Cheetah, you're such a great example of that. And like, I think it's something going forward especially as we go through beauty and we see how things are shifting, which we will talk about jumping in head first and going for it. So I would say if you want to get a job in the beauty industry, really just practice, like practice, practice, practice. We all start somewhere. I remember the first time I tried to put on eyeliner. <laughs> oh my eyeliner. gosh. Eyeliner can smell your fear, especially liquid eyeliner. Ooh, we've all had some stories. Yes, Ashley, it was it was liquid and I was in sixth grade and I have hooded lids. So, you know, it was like this bright green liquid eyeliner. I thought it was so cool. You were so much cooler than most like everyone like middle schooler because you had like colored eyeliner. If I could find anything past black and white, I was amazed. But if girl, if I could get my hand on some white lime green eyeliner, you can tell me nothing. Now I know what what I would have told myself back then is like never wear eyeliner to gym class. Like that was a terrible <laughs> idea. <laughs> I had crazy obsession with super, like I used to get it from like the beauty supply store. So it was like 99 cents. So, you know, it wasn't worth probably, but like 50 cents anyway, uh, worth mm-hmm. of product. But I used to get the super waxy roll up black eyeliner. It, it said coal liner, but I feel like it was some other just red chemicals of darkness. Um, but it was like so thick and waxy and honey I was all up on this eye and my mom my mom used to be like why do you wear all that eyeliner ah. and I'm saying something hyphen 2020 it really worked out because literally about time like the scene phase like started kicking in and all the scene kids were oh, popping man. I look like that so we're doing great so it, it's just funny looking back because you just kind of think like I I definitely think like man look at how far I've come like I went from you know applying foundation directly on my face to using Mm -hmm. like two different brushes it's like so I have a question for you I think this is a cool thing like what was your earliest memory of you being in like the beauty store being at the beauty counter what was that like your first experience so growing up I remember my my sister she always loved going to Macy's and I hated shopping with her because I you know I have to stand to the side and like hold her clothes but (laughs) I remember (laughs) she'd always go to like the long cone counter or the Clinique counter Mm -hmm. and they always had those you know gift with, with purchases yeah but um I didn't really like see anybody get their makeup done there but I do vividly remember like every time I walked past like a Mac store I always thought like man it'd be so cool to work there just mm-hmm. like because everybody is so colorful they and I really like wanted to have that life you know oh for me so really interesting so I'm a military brat and so like on base like back in the day it's probably still this thing for all you know um like you know like Mary Kay Avon was like a huge thing and like I know in our cul-de-sac like when I lived in Hawaii my dad would station in Hawaii um mm-hmm. my mom like all the wives you know they were just vibing uh, <laughs> so like, my mom would actually have like Avon Mary Kay parties at the house and it was such a cool experience just to see the ladies like the lady would come in and you know it it really was like I experienced in a moment. I think people don't realize, like, you know, I see people try to rag on, like, Mary Kay Avon, like, today, just because, you know, the beauty landscape is what it is. But, you yeah. know, really, like, iconic. Like, 
the Avon, the Mary Kay, like the Madden, CJ Walker beauty consultants, like those consultants coming into the home, sharing beauty products with you, you know, that was really to me the archetype of like an iconic woman in beauty. Like I would see the ladies come in, they would have beautiful like dresses and cute pantsuits and makeup done, hair done, nails done. Like Mm -hmm. it was such a beautiful look and they just, it would seem like just as especially as a child, just so graceful and like the perfume like it truly was a moment like you could feel like the energy radiate how they made everyone in that Mm -hmm. room in that moment just feel beautiful and I think for me especially when we gravitate to beauty and how I end up kind of into that is those first experiences really imprinted on me like you know you putting on a lipstick and you just telling a woman about it and the crazy part is what I would notice is you know, they're putting on a lipstick, but most of the time you're not even talking about the lipstick. You're talking about how beautiful it makes her, what it brings out for her, how other people are going to look at, perceive her. That feel-good aspect really meant something to me. And as I got older, especially going into, you know, when I I got my little first little job at 15, I was making a little money. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Like, you know, and I could like go up into Ulta. Ulta in my area at the time, the Ultas are pretty new. So, like, I remember I dragged my dad, <laughs> oh my dragged my dad uh, into Ulta with me. And I, so Urban Decay was my, like, dream brand. Like, so I, yo, was a total, like, punky little, like, black gothic girl. <laughs> like, and this is OG Urban Decay. So this mm-hmm. was, everything was skulls and chrome and daggers like it was everything grungy west coast california um but the first thing i ever bought was i bought f-bomb um from urban decay that beautiful beautiful red classic i bought f-bomb i bought two nail polishes and then i bought um oh my brain just left me honey my brain just (laughs) i bought Oh, I bought a liner, but I can't remember the color off the top of my head because it's that kind of uh, day in the world. Um, But yeah, those are my first items. And it was super nutty to me that how expensive stuff was like now that was 15 and I was like, yeah, take my little $200 week check. But it was such like a thing. It was like the energy you go in, like you said, you go in the store and you see like the ladies dressed up and like the beautiful makeup. And it was definitely a moment. And I would say it was, Definitely, you know, looking back, dreams do come true because I ended up a few years right after those little purchases end up working for Urban Decay. So it's pretty cool. Really, really liked it. But those those are definitely the moments that made me, definitely pushed me forward. It's so crazy how it comes full circle. And I, you know, I, I totally forgot about the Avon ladies. Like they were hustling back in the day. <laughs> hustling honey hustling and like mm-hmm. I, like the Mary Kay ladies I remember them like if you sold a certain amount of money you get a pink Cadillac like come on who did want to be in the beauty industry <laughs> like are you kidding me yeah they sell it's like if you sell to a certain tier the company gives you a pink Cadillac and wow. like there's a lady in Richmond who has like I think she has like three pink Cadillacs the brand's given her. Her daughter, I met her daughter once. Her daughter came to one of my Urban Decay events. Like, mm-hmm. shout out to you if you ever listen to this and I hear you, girl, you fly. Um, but her daughter literally would show, she went to one of my Urban Decay events just in the pink Cadillac. I was just like parked right in front of the old wow. bus, stopping everyone in their tracks. I was like, yes, queen. <laughs> wow. That's so crazy. Definitely something uh, truly, truly to like aspire to, I would say. And I know, like with me, 
like, you know, cheating, you talk about, you know, Sephora like, experience, the idle reverse. So I like, so I worked in customer service, like stuff like that. Like my first job, you guys want to know what it was, nothing to do with beauty. I worked at King's Dominion. I, I literally pushed the button on roller coasters. It was great. What? Um, it was my first job ever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I literally started after high school um, and then like I went to high school into college still still kind of figure stuff out you know working processing taking classes but need a part-time job I applied at Sally's so I was in actually like when I had left school I actually went to beauty school because I pretty much said in my head that I really wanted my first original goal was to open up a salon spa like you do makeup and all that mm-hmm. jazz so mm-hmm. I actually went to beauty school now not messing on anyone in regular beauty school, but I really wanted to go for just like makeup. Like makeup had really floored me and really got to me. And this this is like way before the days of like I'm aging myself because I'm an elder millennial. But before <laughs> like you know you could just like click on a hashtag and like find something. So like I was yeah. on like MySpace and I was watching like OG like Queen of Blending and then like oh my god Queen of so- Blending her she actually responds like i, I want y'all to know i'll be on instagram like screaming because she'll post something and i'll reply and then she'll like answer me back and i want you to know like like baby ashley when i say baby once again we're talking about 20s we're talking about babies <laughs> um i would have cried because she she definitely was the game changer for me like and i tell everybody not I'm sorry, like let me put it out there on this podcast at this moment she Thank her. Give her her flowers. Queen of blending changed the game. How much you love Instagram and the way the influencers are set up. Like Queen of blending, Miles Jai, Michelle Fawn, Johnson. Like those are the OG. Promise Fawn. Yes. Like OG. Oh my gosh. Yes. See y'all. Y'all just don't know. Y'all like influencers are a dime a dozen now sorry not sorry I'll, I'll keep it 100 but like that period especially you know myspace days before facebook was even like super interconnected those were the people those super early early like when youtube was still like basically neanderthal level <laughs> pre-google oh my god yeah, 2000 2007 it seems like a million years ago it Isn't seems so long ago. but those so were the ogs and those are the ones like those they inspired me yeah. Maybe when I was in beauty school, uh, when I was in beauty school, you know, I made a part-time job. I got a job at Sally's for me to be around like makeup and skincare and learn about more hair stuff. And, you know, kind of the duality of that in school really let mm-hmm. me dive deeper into the beauty community and watching those early YouTube videos. And like, I learned so much like Queen of Bitly, that Queen of Lighting, Michelle Fong, Miles Jai, Miles Jai, he was my first, like, and forgive me, I don't know correctly uh, miles's pronouns if they are not he i shall correct them as a uh, due process um but <laughs> miles was the first like like the kawaii kawaii makeup kawaii, by culture. Yeah. miles with everything and still is like miles is yep. kawaii as and i absolutely 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 love him and like it was shoot like such a huge turning point for me I would say, and that's literally what got my foot in the door. And then I graduated beauty school. I worked in salon for a while. And one day this lady walked in and she's like, because, okay, I worked in the mall, a beauty salon in the mall. And the Macy's was literally like two doors away. Like I could literally like stare at the Macy's if I walked out of the beauty supply um, at the outside of the beauty salon. And a lady came in one day and she's like, hey, I'm looking for someone, you know, anybody for Clinique? Because 
sorry, y'all, I gotta say this out loud, but I was getting low key tired of working at the beauty salon. Loved my boss, felt <laughs> stressed out. Anissa, if you hear this, I still love you. You know this, but there was some stuff going on, y'all. And I was really looking for a way out. And I mm-hmm. went the next day, applied, and like said so that good old magical golden week later, I got my job at Clinique. But yeah, I worked at Clinique, and Clinique was my first kind of like department store going into Macy's. That's my first go around to the biz. That's so crazy. Um, I used to think that Clinique was either for teenagers or like for, you know, women, mature women who want just like their classic, like, oh, I just want my dramatically different moisturizer. Or, oh, the DPM. <laughs> but their Clinique is so like, I feel like they they become very inclusive with their makeup line. I mean, they started off with like seven colors and now they mm-hmm. have you know, a bunch of shade ranges for everybody, which is great. Absolutely. Oh, oh, let me drop a little makeup history on y'all real quick. So Clinique mm-hmm. was actually, Clinique was founded in New York. Fun thing about Clinique is everyone, you know, talks about like, you know, when Fenty dropped, all I repeatedly heard was, oh, this is the first one that made like colors for brown women. Let's, let's go back y'all. So you had... Clinique was definitely an OG to have some deeper shades. Not that many, mm-hmm. but they did have a couple. Fashion Fair was the exactly. trailblazer. Fashion Fair had all the Fenty, like Waveport Fenty, because that's all our black grandmas was rolling up and wearing. Um, and then, like, really give Estee Lauder and Lancome their love, too. Like, those beauty department store OGs definitely had a lot of those deeper shades, um, especially, too, like, I tell people, like after World War II, when you had more African-Americans kind of moving into middle class, like upwards of suburbia, um, you mm-hmm. had more African-Americans shopping in like beauty departments and stuff like that. So those bigger brands wanted to kind of cater to black women. And I think it's really cool to kind of like, I have great memories of being able to help black clients like match and, you know, find things uh, throughout and, like, I remember in Ulta, like, OG Ulta back in the day when it first started. I'll buy. It was Fifty Shades of Beige. So I tell people, department stores, <laughs> yes, theirs, they're going through some stuff right now. But I really want you to give those, like, department store brands, give them their love. Especially for Black ladies or South, like, South um, East Asian ladies of deeper tone. Anybody. Like, Vitiligo, anybody. Give the department store beauty counter experiences their flowers. 100%. Do okay, but do you think that beauty brands are making a wider shade range because of trend or because of need? Both, absolutely both. Mm-hmm. I think they're doing it. Yes, like there are quite a few brands I know are cash. Like you can tell who's doing it as a cash cow and who actually really cares. Um, let's <coughs> cough, <coughs> two face <coughs> cough because uh, <laughs> them brown shades. I've never seen half the brown girl. I ain't seen no brown girl. And about half them deeper shades. I need two faces to get their life together. I still love y'all, some of y'all stuff though, but I need y'all to work on some stuff. Um, but I would say it's definitely. <laughs> um, and also too, like I, you know, especially with like I know, for instance, my experiences. Um, so like I said, like you know, I guess I worked at Clinique, um, and then I got a job at Urban Decay. I was a sales coordinator for Urban. Dream job, favorite. Y'all think about it. I was working at my favorite makeup brand. That was nuts, right? Mm-hmm. Right, we're directly mm-hmm. decay, and me at the time, like I am of. If you've seen me on the gram, I am of lighter hue. So, you know, Urban had maybe three deep shades. Urban has like a wide range now. But Urban had yeah. maybe three dark shades. I could fit like one of them. <laughs> I could fit oh, one. Lord. 
I could fill out one for four yeah. tasks. I could fit one. Um, and I'm not going to lie. Like I, this was 2000, it's between 2012 and 2014 when I was at the UD. This mm-hmm. was a kind of tough thing because I had deeper women of color. I couldn't help. It was very hard at the time. Um, when I was in Ulta, I could not help them. And it's it was sad. Really, it's so really sad when mm-hmm. you don't help somebody. When mm-hmm. Because, you know, makeup, like it's like you said earlier, like it's meant it's made for people to feel beautiful about themselves. And then when you can't help somebody because you are limited to, with what you're given, like it kind of breaks your heart because you're like, oh, I'm sorry. And I tell them too, like, you know, I think about it and I really want you guys to put in perspective, especially, you know, if you want to come work in this business, really look at the, look at the brand that you are interested in. Like, don't just apply. I can't, I can't stress this enough. First just apply to apply. You yeah. know, really know you want to get in. I know you do, but don't just apply to apply. I really want you guys to definitely go to something that is a reflection of you. Like, you know, if you are beautiful, deep skin, melanin goddess, a brand that has like, 12 shades and the darkest shade is like I don't know four shades lighter than like the color of butterscotch maybe don't work (laughs) there like because I've seen people like I I had a friend particularly um he worked for I'm not gonna should I name them are we being messy today cheetah are we gonna be let's not let's not all right we'll be good today guys y'all can ask me you y'all can dm me and i'll give you all the tea um but i had a friend in particular and he worked for a brand um and at the time he couldn't wear any of the shades but he sold it he had to sell it he would sell it and sell it and sell it and then i would constantly hear his clients say what are you wearing yeah i was gonna ask that (laughs) what would he say i got a moisturizer (laughs) I wear the moisture, and that's all. I mean, he kept it 100. He could only fit into the moisturizer because he couldn't fit anything. Like, so, like, guys, definitely everyone. And I want you guys, when I say guys, I mean a very gender neutral term. I just want you guys to know. Mm-hmm. I do say guys. Love y'all. Um, but across the board, like, definitely get something, work somewhere that's reflective of you and value and shade range, all that stuff. Right. I, I definitely agree with that. Mm-hmm. I can't stress it enough because like and I say it's gotten better and I think to influencer culture really pushed this where you know people would be on like the gram and everything yeah but when people would come in the stores like I know like my first experience when I worked at Urban because I worked for the brand there are times where you know I would so I would travel around to different Ulta doors at the time I would have people and like you know, a couple cities away say, oh, well, this person wants to come in, but they want to wait till you're here. Oh, they want to come in, but they only want to buy from you. Like a lot of times those brand reps, we are, you're, we're the face of that brand. Right. And I think you are the face of that brand. So if you know, you're more of a neutral person and it's a brand that once you put 50 million shades like on your face and glitter and stuff, maybe that's not your lane or vice versa. Like, you know, I made the mistake for a while. I did work for a brand. I will, I fully will say mistake because they were great people. It just really wasn't for me. But I'm more like colorful and I'm bold and they're a little bit more soft and very natural. And it really just wasn't a good fit for me. And I would say, you know, it was really tough. But, you know, I definitely made the mature decision to say, hey, like I want to back out of this. But, you know, definitely go somewhere that fits you know your style like not everyone's a matte girl not everyone's a lancome guy not everyone's like you know a clinic person mm-hmm. like definitely definitely there's something for everyone 
Um, and that's the cool thing about the beauty industry. You kind of go where you flow. I love that. All right. So speaking of all these awesome, just in our backgrounds and experience, you know, let's get into the goodies. <laughs> so I really want to know, and, you know, I would love a lot of feedback um, for anybody on this, like feel free um, to message us on the gram or on Facebook, you know, just in your experience, Cheetah, what were some of your, your high points in the time that you've worked um, in the store in the biz? Like what are those memorable moments for you that made it all worth it? Oh my gosh, there were so many good ones. Um, well, I had an amazing team at Sephora. We, you call the people you work with your cast members. So I had amazing cast. And I love just like being able to learn something new every day. And oh my gosh, like seeing new makeup like behind doors, that was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, like when Fenty launched, that we had, we heard rumors. Mm-hmm. My manager came up, she's like, Rihanna is coming out with a new makeup line. We're all getting that. <laughs> we're so excited. And that, that was really fun. But I think the most part of working in the beauty industry, you said this earlier, was just making people feel good about themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, Absolutely. you know, like it's so rewarding. Like you're able to help somebody, but also you, you get that immediate reaction from helping them. Mm-hmm. And I I feel like not a lot of jobs offer that. Okay, let's be really materialistic for a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's definitely share the coolest part about working in industry. You get tons of free stuff. Yes. <laughs> so much. <laughs> like anything new that comes out, usually you get a copy. Mm-hmm. So you could try it out and sell it. Mm-hmm. And I could say from my end, like, um, you know, like working as a brand rep, you know, so we give a thing called gratis. So, you know, stores get gratis, brand reps, we give gratis. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also get gratis too, the brand. Um, but gratis is the coolest thing. Basically, all this free makeup, free makeup. I've gotten makeup, hair care. I've gotten beauty tools. I have gotten like all sorts of stuff. Like I've gotten $100 serums, $200 night creams, like for free 99. So yeah. I will say that's definitely a perk. Now, do not come into this business just because you want free stuff. Um <laughs> Please be very well rounded. But I will say the perks are killer. Um, you do get great education, great experiences um, as well. And yeah, free stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like my favorite part. And I would say too, like especially when I worked for Urban and I also, I worked for um, Rebecca. Um, it was probably my favorite part. Like I just loved giving out stuff. I loved, I loved it, loved it, loved it. And yeah. it's a thing too. I mean, I know it's like, I'm going to tell you something, back in the day when I first got in, it was a lawless land. Like, if I just wanted to come in and, like, throw mascaras around, they would let me do it. Like, my boss at Urban, she gave me, like, 25. <laughs> she gave me, like, 25 perversion mascaras. And she's like, give out as many as you want. And I'm like, yeah. But nowadays, like, you can't go too willy-nilly because I guess the stores figured out. Y'all just want free stuff. You know what's funny? Like when I used to teach the classes at Sephora, we'd always make like a little goodie bags for our students. And mm-hmm. before, like I was conscious about how many, you know, deluxe samples and like little goodies that we give out. But then I realized like they don't really care about the samples. Like my manager, nope. if it makes somebody happy, just give it to them. Like it costs nothing. I love that. Yes, if it makes someone happy, 
just give it to her. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing too. It's like just like for me, like my good, my happy points is like I said, making other people's happy, make other people feel good. Same. Like, like I said, you know, back to you know my childhood imprint of like you know watching um like the beauty consultants like you know come to the house and stuff like that. Just it really wasn't even about the product. It was the experience and how yeah. they made people feel. The thing is, people they're there they're going to buy something or they're already they're either very solidified like hey i'm definitely gonna buy it or i'm interested in buying something or i'm curious about maybe wanting to buy something right. and i think when people come to a beauty store like and we know like you know people that come in and all you listening i know we've all been there we've all said oh i'm just looking but and no one's really just looking we're in there because we're either dedicated to really something or we're looking for something to pique our interest right and for some to spark us and for me it was like those giving like people those light bulb moments like being able to sit someone down you know you come in with a product and uh, I would definitely say if you want to come into this business problem solving is killer you're gonna have to do a lot of it um <laughs> <laughs> yes ma'am yeah, okay. so listen be consultants be this make everything across the board inside the store in a retail environment that's what your title says on your on your W two, but really you have like forty five hundred. Yeah. You're gonna be a you're gonna have therapist, an engineer. Um, <laughs> who else? Yeah, who else are you gonna Stylist. Be? Oh my gosh, personal shopper. Oh, um, hostage negotiator. <laughs> oh my gosh. So many things that you're gonna be. That's um, like come on now. <laughs> You telling. Um, but I would say definitely you want to come into this. Um, yeah, be mindful of these things. Um, but like those those highest moments, those those moments just really make it like making someone feel good, making them find what like I always like to say, I want to help you and you guys can steal this if you'd like. But I always say when someone comes in, I would always like to help them find something they want, mm-hmm. something they need, and something they didn't know they were gonna love. Right my favorite things to do. I think if we're able to inspire other people to look good, because, you know, some people just think, like, makeup is cakey, or I don't mm-hmm. like to wear makeup because, you know, I don't like how it looks, or I don't like how it feels. Like, if we can inspire them, like, just put on mm-hmm. or just put on some mascara. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, 50 items on your face. Like, it's just all about mm-hmm. boosting your confidence. That's all it really is. Exactly. And I'll tell everybody advice to you. Don't be pushy. Don't ever be pushy. Mm-hmm. Uh, people can feel you're being pushy. Just be genuine. Yes. Just be genuine. Like, and I, to me, that's what really was the key to my success is I genuinely loved what I do. I love this business. I love yeah. every aspect of it. You know, the bad parts we process through, but I love it. And like, if you can stay genuine and I've known people who have been in this biz 20, 30, 40 plus years, they have genuine hearts and genuine souls. And I think that's something big. And I understand too, especially in current beauty retail landscape, the numbers have only gotten bigger. Um, goals have only gotten bigger. You know, COVID, yeah. I definitely think is, you know, with, you know, COVID pandemic impact and the reshuffling of everything, I definitely think, you know, the beauty landscape, especially retail, is going to kind of shift a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, you know, yes, they want these demands from a corporate level, a business level whatever have you if you stay genuine I promise you you will make your sales you'll make your numbers you do what you got to do you do not have to be a bully to progress in this industry 
going to lay that off right now because I've seen careers go down faster for people coming and trying to be nicey. Don't do it, y'all. Just don't. And Ashley, you know this from personal experience. Like if you establish a connection with somebody, like if you just make that person your friend, they're more likely to come back and, you know, talk Mm -hmm. to you, buy from you, whatever. But don't approach people with the idea that like, oh, they're going to buy a bunch of stuff for me exactly exactly like I know um a lot of like OGs call it uh I know that's in the Lancome ladies I learned back in the day the girlfriend experience mm-hmm. like you're out shopping with your friend it's not the salesperson you're yeah. their friend and you're shopping with them and I always show people like I said what they're interested in and then I show people my favorite things right. always like I say to show people things that inspire you yeah um and I think that's like a really good way to go across and this goes to people either currently in the industry or people who want to get into get into the industries or coming into it like when people feel and see your passion that's what makes them really excited and I've had ladies who come in and they're like oh I'm buying nothing I just tiled my roof <laughs> uh, you know, I had to like go chase a giant squid like they're doing 550 million things. They're not worried about buying nothing. So they have to register for 400 dollars just staring at me, and we're like changing Instagrams and we're talking about their kids. Like, like huh? How did that happen? happen. <laughs> it's crazy how a moment can shift. But once again, it's you being genuine. And yeah. I always tell people too, it's not about that sale of the moment. It's about like that continuity of the client. Yep. So if you are so forceful in that moment just to get them to sell, you may never see that person again. Yeah. I always try to build that report because even if they come by, some people may buy one lipstick for me and I've worked with people who are like, Ugh, they don't got no more. Oh, yo, I could tell you some Mac stories. <laughs> Sorry, Mac, I got to wrap you up a little bit. Uh, I, this one I will be messy about. Because <laughs> I actually, I do love Mac. I'm going to lie, I love Mac. I still love Mac. Mac just got some some people they need to work with. Um, but oh no! <laughs> oh, that person only bought one lipstick. Oh, that's stupid. They ain't got no money. There, this, and I'm like, wow, that's just really terrible thinking. No, give that person who bought the one lipstick the same experience as yeah. you. Give the person who bought twenty lipsticks. Give them the same experience because I had that client who maybe bought one lipstick every now and then. But honey, when she got her tax return, she would come and <laughs> where's Ash? Where's Ash? Uh-huh. She would come find me. She would drop two, three hundred dollars on me with me because she loved the experience that I gave her. She trusts they you. Exactly. It doesn't she know, doesn't it feel good to you? Like when you like come in off break or you come in for your shift and people are like, Oh, so so is looking for you. This lady asked for you. Like, that's a great experience, guys. I want you to know how cool that is. Or you know, like I remember one time I did this bridal's makeup for her her photo shoot. And then she came back a week later. She's like, Oh, you did my makeup for my photo shoot. And she showed me the pictures. And it's just like, what a like amazing feeling, you know? Like she was like, You made me look really good. And that's what too, uh, people don't realize, especially if you're in a situation like where you're like on an Ulta or a Sephora or like a Mac, if you're in the, like, the artistry side of the situation where like you say you're going to be applying for special events, like, and I love my, oh, love brides. Brides are amazing. Um, anything like that, you know, you work with brides, you work with people graduating, people getting their big job promotion, someone who's getting a headshot for their new company. Mm-hmm. You are a part of people's milestone moments and that feels absolutely amazing and I will say especially to you know 
because you know this is all about the good the bad and the fugly but as we go into like the rough part of the industry there are days where it's going to seem hard and things are going to be rough and you're going to have some moments but when people come back and they show you those photos or they tell you about their experiences, remember you were a part of someone's magic moments and like life milestones that I know, like, I know like Chita, you could probably speak for the same. Those are the moments and it's so worth yes, it. Yes. A hundred percent. I always think like makeup is my superpower. I love that. Makeup is my superpower. Oh my God. We have to get that on something. That's amazing. I love that. Copyrighted by Butaka. I don't know. Someone probably, <laughs> Someone's probably said that before. <laughs> They're gonna put it on stuff. <laughs> Come at us, bro. Okay, uh, okay so <laughs> we're such for y'all forgive us. We're oddballs. So now that we've gone through, you know, all the amazing wonderfulness of it, let's get into those rough waters, Cheetah. I want you because <laughs> I got mine. Ooh, I got some stories, y'all, but we can we can we can probably me and she could probably talk about us all day, but we're not gonna do that because we gotta save like internet battery life and your time. Um <laughs> <laughs> you give me tell me cheetah what were some moments for you that were just like wtf my guy and you were two steps away from insta quitting oh my gosh so many times <laughs> honestly the job wasn't as demanding until i uh was doing makeovers and i was doing classes I, and i feel like i was i was doing so much and so the thing with sephora is their makeovers especially on saturdays for for the clients for the customers like you guys just come in and get your makeup done and then you know buy whatever you need and then leave for us oh man it's a whole ordeal (laughs) it's like (laughs) like every day my friend barbara and i we always joke around but we have to like mentally prepare ourselves for makeovers because Um, it requires a lot of energy you're spending like an hour with a person each day so like that that would be my whole shift my whole eight hour shift it's just and I want people to understand this moment I don't want I don't ever ever (laughs) anyone ever part their lips and come up to one of us and be like oh your god your job is so fun you don't really have to do anything like I really want to throw brushes it's so funny when people say that that. they're when they're like oh you it must be great to work here and you're like yeah it is you know it's like that meme where like the grandpa like someone asks you about something and it triggers you and it's like the grandpa scared in the background and there's like bombs and like world war ii like floating oh, yeah, over his head. like everything is fine. It's, yeah <laughs> that's what it's like when y'all ask us like oh you say oh this is so fun you don't have to do anything that's what it's like y'all but, <laughs> i mean uh, for me this is just my personal experience i'm not saying every beauty brand beauty the beauty industry in general is like this this is just my personal experience so that I'm just putting that disclaimer out there so I remember countless of times where we I would have makeovers back to back and literally like after each makeover you have to sell something to the customer so when you sell stuff you have to go grab everything and working into in a store like Sephora it's super crowded especially on a weekend so could you you know so i have to run around grab everything hence the personal shopper and then check them out and then i have to clean my brushes and get ready for the next person it's like i don't have any time in between to rest take a break get some water nothing so it's a very Mm -hmm. demanding job at times it is it is 
It is absolutely a hundred percent. Like I remember going through like, you know, like 14 hour urban decay events, client after client, you know, like we have a, a like a $5,000 goal, a 10,000 goal. My, so fun fact, <laughs> my first ever urban decay event, like I was probably working at the brand for less than like, not even like three weeks. My first urban decay event was a $15,000. What? That's like one of our day goals at Ulta it was my first so I was like a fresh little baby it was me and like I think it was probably like there was seven or eight artists total um and like it was my event mm-hmm. so here's the crazy part y'all I'm three I'm like three weeks into the biz and they're already like yeah you gotta make you gotta make sure your event makes fifteen thousand dollars so I'm like what <laughs> like so I had other people helping me but you know I'm in charge of making sure the store is on top of it the booking is done like that 15k when HR looks at it, when corporate looks at it, that goes under my name. <laughs> so that was a 14-hour shift back to back to back. I had amazing, one of the girls at Ulta was the sweetest person ever. She basically ran and washed my brushes repeatedly all day throughout the day, washed, sanitized, back to back. Like, I don't even remember eating. Like, by the end of the event, I was so tired. Like, I couldn't even sit down. Like, I'd been standing all day. Like, to bend my knees would have been painful. Oh, my God. Um, it man it definitely was an event so I tell people this is a hustle definitely you come into this it's a hustle and it's so funny to me because like I said I worked like I always worked for brands and I would have people at Ulta Sephora Blue Mercury wherever and they're like oh I want your job I want to do what you do and I'm like and I just once again it's like that little meme of just like the I'm Mm -hmm. triggered it's terrifying oh yeah girl And like, I loved it. Trust me. I'm, I'm a hustler. I like fast pace. I'm definitely that person, but I would say don't come into this thinking, especially if you want to be on the branded side, don't you ever think you're going to be just chillaxing and lip glossing and popping because it's not happening. Um, (laughs) But I would say, yeah, you're right. It was pushing those events, those makeovers back to back, you know, your back shoulders, get you a good massage therapy. (laughs) Ooh, y'all woo but I mean it was I said it's 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 amazing experience um I say you definitely gotta be a multitasker yes. oh my god 110%, 110%. like I said you your title says one thing but you really are like 55 people in one body um <laughs> <laughs> it was just a lot thing but yeah like definitely that back to back to back those events um also too you cheetah you would know um I always enjoy this moment. Oh, God. Uh, what's your? I'm scared. <laughs> I'm gonna get scary, I'm scared. y'all. What is your cringiest client experience story? My cringiest. Cringy. I. Um. Or just something very strange that happened when you were in store. Guys, listen. When we say these things, you're not gonna believe they happen, but they happen wild i don't know if i have one i have to think about this you tell me oh, you're so you old. i can tell you mine <laughs> i can tell you mine um so ooh, which which moment of my life do i pick from rocking back and forth in a corner y'all no actually, no oh, i have it okay so <laughs> when I worked at Becca, so I worked at Becca, amazing, loved it. 
literally one of the best jobs I've ever had in my entire life. Shout out to Becca. Um, so when I worked at Becca, I had, and it's so funny, Cheetah, this was at, um, it was at a Sephora. <laughs> so it was at a Sephora. So we had a Sephora event in the day. And Sephora events are a lot different um, in, you know, versus like, you know, other retailers. Um, so, you know, we're going across the floor, we're helping out. And there was only two of us that day. Um, but we had a pretty kind of steady, substantial mm-hmm. goal. So I had, you know, we have our setup, we have a little thing up at the front. I have clients and yeah, I have displays out and they're my personal displays. Like they're not the stores. I bring them in. I had a lady who's standing at the like beauty studio where I had my setup by the table and I walk up to her and she turns around and she is covered in highlighter. What? Like every shade I had on the table. Yeah. Just all over her face. Just everywhere. Um, <laughs> so she's got six, so if anyone remembers the Becca, like the the light shades, the shapeshifter highlighters, they came in like yeah, eight colors. Like yeah, she had all of them. Um, so they were all over the place. She, as she's talking to me, digs her finger really deep, proceeds to rub no, one no, on no, her no, lips. No, no, no. <laughs> and she's continued. Maybe these are my personal tests. Not that I use them. They were just for a display, but they're mine. So she's just talking to me. She's like, well, where do these go? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I then proceeded, you know, I'm talking to her and I kind of, through conversation, get a wipe, get her kind of like away from my stuff. Um, and then I tried to sit her down for a makeover. She really wasn't biting. I was like, okay, but she was really, she was a nice lady, but there was something off y'all. I then proceeded, you know, she kind of walked away. I then proceeded to watch her throughout the rest of the entire Sephora, picking up all of the testers and putting them all over herself directly, like tester, straight, like lipstick straight to the mouth face creams right to the face, blushes, eyeshadows in the lid with her fingers, just, so, yeah, so I'm going to tell you right now, I'm, well, we're in the middle of the Rona, so y'all can't do this anymore, but whenever testers are allowed back open, please do not rather yes. than I guess, I think that would be, like, my cringy moment, it's not, like, one specific moment, but it's, like, every time somebody would use a tester without using an applicator, you're just, like, oh, god, you don't know where that's been, <laughs> Like, please, if you want to try testers, when te- like, so when testers become a thing, I kind of, low-key, it sounds terrible, I kind of hope testers, like, almost, like, direct testers maybe don't become a thing. I really kind of like the setup they are now, where you kind of have to, you know, you have to ask someone for yeah. assistance. To me, I personally think it's safer, and I really think, I would say the current beautyscape, especially with COVID, is, it's really upping hygiene. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> like, not gonna lie, I absolutely hated that everyone just rubs yeah. stuff on each other. Um, so I would say too, yeah, just be mindful of that. Especially if you're, like you, when you come in, and you're working, you're gonna see it. People are. I've seen girls in the hair care section. People put shampoo, right, squeeze shampoo into their hands in the middle of the Sephora, oh. and put it in their hair. What? <laughs> but this was before yeah. we had a sink. So. Uh... It- Exactamente, and then they turn around to you. They go, "Where can I rinse this out?" Oh at? my god, that's terrible! I've never and seen that. And we would all just stare at them. Yeah, there's some events, y'all. Um. <laughs> you know how like sometimes you have to shave the lipsticks. So when you shave a lipstick, you're basically just uh-huh. running it across a paper towel to you know make it look new again. I, that's what you get that beautiful angle guys that's what we call you wipe it on the paper and that's how you get that great angle okay can you explain like where does all the hair that sticks on the lipstick come from <laughs> <laughs> I um, 
you know what? I can't even. <laughs> but you're the right. Are I can't. like so gross. Testers are terrible. Oh, I had a fun story. I had a little, I was a cute little boy. I was helping his mom once. Well, this is my Mac story. Um, he rolled up an entire tester of Ruby Woo <gasps> and just bit it. Start chewing on it. Just oh right my in the God. mouth. You know, the moment, his mom continued. She turned around and looked. And I, because I went a very loud, like, <gasps> oh, and his mom's like, so anyway, us. <laughs> Yeah, she's not very. She cared. She bought a whole bunch of stuff. Oh my god! She was like, "Yeah, he'll just he'll eat whatever." Counter at the time with the Macy's where I work was next, and the lady who worked with me came over and started the extraction with a tissue to help him. Oh, (laughs) yeah, you are gonna see some stuff in this biz, and I know the ones who are currently in the biz. I know y'all have seen some things, heard some things. Yeah, it's a little wild out here. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. I I do, <laughs> but like I said, for it, I hope it adjusts right. a little bit. I'm sure it has. I'm sure, like now, this is. It's been like I hope it's a new habit of you know, uh, the cleanliness and you know proper use of testers and wiping it down with alcohol and mm-hmm. all that fun stuff. Absolutely, I would say that's. You know, it sounds you know. It's a pandemic. COVID is not a good thing, but I would say the definitely way it's adjusted this industry is like that attention to like hygiene and cleanliness. I'm not going to lie. I feel like the industry got too comfortable and ran a little bit rampant. You know, this is not the glamorous 1930s and 40s of, you know, like a Macy's or a Bergdorf's where people really took that luxury into account and people came in the store and kind of acted a certain way, you know, uh, <laughs> like I really feel like that's like, 30 years people have just gone willy-nilly in the beauty store. Um, I definitely think COVID's impact um, and things like hygiene and cleanliness is definitely going to change and adjust for a lot of people um, and really make it a better, safer landscape. Um, I would say that since as far as hygiene control is, yeah, don't no test for some safe <laughs> If you learn anything from this podcast, it's that. Do not put the tester directly on your face. Do not... Or others. I've seen people take lipstick and put it on other people. Yeah, there's so much stuff going on here, y'all. <laughs> Having like flashbacks, like nightmares. Rocking back and forth in a corner. It's crazy. <laughs> so, you know, speaking of you know, pandemic, you know, we know how it's adjusting craziness. I would say definitely for those of you wanting to come, like, like I said, into this business, like, I will definitely keep you, like, here be talking, we're going to keep everything transparent. We're not going to lie, the industry has definitely mm-hmm. suffered. Um, quite a bit like you know I'm definitely like a product of that you know I was furloughed at the beginning um, of quarantine uh, quite a few uh, like I would say few quite a many many of other people Uh, a lot of people have lost positions that they've been in 20 plus years brands that they gave blood sweat and tears to you know it's just the nature of the business a lot of people have been let go Um, I know Ulta um, Ulta released uh, quite a few corporate positions last week i know sephora there was that huge thing sephora kind of uh, hung up on everybody on a conference call got rid of a lot of people um it's definitely shifting and changing you know uh the beauty industry it's a 430 billion dollar industry but 
I think COVID definitely put it in a position where it could not sustain. So I would tell people too, you know, you see the beauty and the glamour and like everything, but that is definitely the look and, you know, that dream and aesthetic that mm-hmm. they want to give. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I tell people always love that and enjoy it, but always think about the people behind the brand. Always think of the people who brought you those beautiful, that magic moment, the products, you know, essay was definitely like a big shift. I don't want to instill any fear in anybody. You know, I've definitely been online and seeing positions open. Like I would say this is the time, you know, COVID, you know, just be beware, be safe. Um, you know, still, we're still in a pandemic. Things are happening. Like, so the landscape's adjusting. Um, I really do project. And I was actually um, reading a little excerpt from Allied Market Research. And they were saying like, you know, definitely by 2022, the beauty industry is going to just boom. They really, really are projecting a major boom 2022, 2023. Um, Definitely, you know, vaccine going around or, you know, processing. I say the industry, like this beauty industry, guys, it's going to keep going. This is a beast yep. with no end. And I want everyone to know, like, especially for those, like my heart goes out and I can like heart to heart that people have lost their jobs to this, people who are really trying to just figure out what's the next move. Don't be afraid to pivot. Maybe if you were, you know, in the store, maybe it's like, you know, you can move into like, you never know, there's something corporate, or if you want to go back to school, you can move into chemistry, or, you know, there's so many aspects, and I want everyone to know this industry is so vast, there's everything from packaging to chemistry, to education, you can go anywhere in this industry, so don't ever feel like it's like, I know everyone just comes out, and they're like, I'm gonna be a makeup artist, Mm -hmm. I want to be a makeup artist, that's wonderful, but don't forget everything outside that encompasses that there's so many ways you can go I want everyone to just hold their head high and keep out hope this industry is going to boom it is going to grow it's going to be safe it's going to be loved creativity is still here get up on your TikTok <laughs> get up on your Instagram make yep. that content be I just started TikTok my TikTok's great by the way I have like two I'm gonna work on that this week and put yes, some more. I love- um, but <laughs> but you got this guys we got this I know, I made TikTok before. <laughs> For the future of beauty, I feel like it's going to go back to what you were saying in the beginning about the past, Ashley, about people going to, you know, artists going into your house and, like, styling you or doing makeup on you. Mm-hmm. And I honestly, I love that kind of, yeah, I love that, um, that personal consultation because you don't you're not worried about I have to sell this today or I have to you know I'm surrounded by a bunch of people and it's crowded it's busy it's like no this is the time I have for you and this is all um that everything that I'm doing for you so I feel like it's just more personal it's more genuine and it can you can provide like a better mm-hmm. experience um, just one on one. Absolutely, and everyone knows it's and it's biggest takeaway I would give everyone. Like I said, those who have been here for many many year and those who are just starting off, or those who have hopes coming into twenty twenty one of putting their foot into this amazing vast industry. You know, like I said, come in, be genuine, sell yourself products are there the money is there stay genuine and sell yourself and that's how you'll succeed and just give great service give great service and give great you yeah you know just be open-minded you're gonna learn so much 
Mm-hmm. You're gonna you're gonna learn so much. <laughs> you're gonna search. And then number one thing I would say definitely for like we wrap up is do not put <laughs> the testers directly. <laughs> do not let others do it. Stop. Get some help. <laughs> What's that Michael Jordan mean? Stop. Oh my it. Gosh. Get some help. Yeah, don't do we that. We need that like <laughs> our foreheads. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> no, put the test we might have to put that on a shirt y'all or we'll find y'all can walk around the store no, we won't do that no one will ever listen to our podcast again if you walk around the side oh my god but yeah guys working in beauty retail the good the bad and the fugly so you know we've given you a little background about kind of our experience trust me that's barely the tip of the iceberg we could probably go on all day but we won't um but we would love to hear your feedback you know definitely hit us up on facebook instagram you can slide in our dms or you can go up around with the comments for this post but we would love to know um you're good you're bad and you're fugly of the beauty industry and even your feedback on what do you feel like is going to be next be sure to give us a like on facebook and follow us on instagram at utaku podcast we publish episodes bi-weekly so don't be shy stop in and say hi and remember beauty is what you put out not what you put on